Let's get to it. It's a celebration. Welcome back to Snow School. I am Spike Lou. It's a brand new episode, a brand new review. Welcome to Snow School, the unofficial official podcast of the Snowfall series on FX. Each week we come and give you a review of what's going down on Snowfall. Trippy episode this week, may I say. We'll get into it. We'll get into it, man. Hopping right into it. Episodes starts with a couple of meetings, man. One surprising meeting. Low down, dirty heifer. Louie is meeting up with Teddy. She told Teddy she had trying to beep him, trying to hit him with the what's up, big head page back in the day. Teddy switched up on her. He ain't even had the same beeper number. So she hit up Gustavo. And Gustavo let Teddy know that she was trying to get in touch with him. Hmm. That's a little interesting tidbit. They slid in there on us and really tried to gloss over how she's saying she went through Gustavo to get in touch with Teddy. Now, at what point is Gustavo going to pay Franklin back for saving his life? Or is he at all? Because with Teddy gearing up, now Louie paging him to get to Teddy. Gustavo has the seat of writing on the wall for Franklin. So is at some point, is he going to be like, cool? Let me tell you what's going on, S.A. Or is he going to leave Franklin out to dry? That was the important part of that scene for me because I always felt like if she figured out a way, Louie would try to cut the plug off from Franklin. And that's what she's there doing. Ungrateful motherfuckers, boy. Louie ain't shit. Y'all know how I feel about Louie, man. To the second of third, excuse me, the second of three awful ideas for meetings by the characters that set them up. The next one we go to, the next one that ain't Louie and Reed is Sissy. And her homeboy from Cuba, who she's been meeting with over the last three episodes. This time, to turn over the recording that we didn't think she did anyway, that she told him that she was not going to do, but yet he was still there requesting it. Now, shout out to my guy, 12 Cow from the 12 Cow podcast. He pointed out to me on Twitter. He said, hey, Lou, you missed the fact. That Sissy was recording when she was talking to V last time. Maybe she don't trust V. I said, damn, Kyle. You're right. I didn't see that. <laughs> I didn't see that at all. I didn't see her recording at all. So I do wonder, now that he brought that up to me, one, She's not trusting V now because V turned on the water ropes very quickly when the police came asking about the gun. And then she told Sissy about her mom being a con artist. So Sissy is now skeptical of the woman who's about to have her son's first child. So she recording her? 
what's she going to do with those recordings? Like, would she try to paint the picture that V is the kingpin? No, that don't seem feasible. So what would she be wanting to record her for? She just not trust her. Something to pay attention to there. And the last and maybe the dumbest of the three meetings, Franklin has really surrounded himself with fucking idiots, man. Like Franklin has put himself in a position where no one listening to him, especially the people that are supposed to. These are the women in his life. He's supposed to be protecting them, but none of them are listening to him. Louis going to meet the plug. Mom's trying to avenge dad's death. And the ultimate, what the fuck are you doing? Yo, baby moms, let me go meet with the nigga that you were beefing with, right? Let me go do that. Let me pull up to him at his spot, pregnant, and let me just make sure, because I don't believe you, Franklin, that this beef is really over. Because this guy who I don't know from Adam that you were beefing with, that just tried to kill me, I'm going to take his word for it when I go look in his eyes and he tells me, oh, no, baby, the beef over. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, this is what Franklin has to deal with. This is what being a micromanager like Franklin has become throughout the years leaves you with. Your people out here making decisions because they don't trust you, you don't give them enough freedom to do the right thing themselves, so they're making dumbass choices. All three of these women are putting themselves in dumbass situations, and we'll see how it plays out and fires back to Franklin. Very dumb, though. Very dumb by V. Very dumb by Sissy. Very dumb by Louie. I get Louie, though. I know what she's trying to do. I know where she's trying to take this. Sissy, avenging Alton, I guess the love of her life, and then V just trying to protect herself. This ain't what y'all want, I promise. Like they act, they almost act like that they're not dealing with a kingpin or a drug dealer. These ain't the streets. They like this is a uh, mom and pop restaurant business, and you're going to competitors who sell Turner Greens and macaroni plates, like a meeting, too. What? This nigga will kill you right here as you stand, like he told Franklin and Leon. But I want to go holler at him just to see if it's safe. That's nuts to me. But okay. From there, we go to Louis and Jerome prepping for the win, man. Everything seems amazing, right? As it has for those two all season. They in love. They rich. Loving all on each other. It makes you feel like something bad is going to happen, right? If not at the wedding, then most definitely at some point. But the wedding would seem like the perfect place. This is what I'm thinking going into the wedding. Something bad has to happen. I said it on previous episodes. I'm saying it now as we've seen it, what I was thinking going into the wedding. I was preparing myself for shit. Like, something's going to happen. We might even lose Jerome, as I said on the last episode. But I digress with that because it didn't. As you've seen this episode and you're listening to this podcast, No School, the official unofficial podcast of the FX series Snowfall, then you know nothing too crazy 
happened at the wedding. Before the wedding, though, Louis and Jerome had an important exchange. I feel like that foreshadowed where we're going to go with the last two episodes of the season. And it's the quote of the episode for me. When Louis tells Jerome that she went to go meet Teddy and she wants to get the supply herself. We ain't got to go through Franklin no more is what she think. Jerome from the streets, he know what this means. He know Franklin is not going to be happy about this. And the quote of the episode coming from Jerome is, you know, I will not go to war with my own blood. Okay, how much money we got and what we doing, end quote. Uh, I don't care how much money it got, what we doing, I ain't going to war with my own blood. Not over this. I ain't going to drag me into this. So when the war comes, because it's coming, like the war already coming, Louis solidified that we're putting the hit on Kane. So the war is coming. So the decision then for Unc is going to be, what, his wife or his family? Which way he going to go? Hmm? Which way is he going to go? They said that for a reason. They put that there for a reason. I thought that was interesting. Now, another from there, we go straight to uh, the wedding. Look like it's going to be a great jolly affair. Everything is going to be dope. Our man Scully suited and booted at the chocolate fountain, asking questions to the cute little waiter girl. All innocent and fun. Didn't think nothing of it. But as we all know, something happened and Scully poured the LSD in the chocolate. He wanted to bless the whole party. Let them know, look, man, y'all need to get on my level. Y'all need to be tuned in, as he say. So for those that didn't know what happened or weren't following Scully put the LSD in the chocolate. Chocolate strawberries went to everybody, which is why he was asking the lady, like, who are these strawberries going to? Oh, they going to the whole party? Say less. Say less. In addition to Scully, they're trying to get people. How the feds was in town taking pictures. These are the people that were working with your girl that got shot by Oso. So not only are the C- Excuse me, Franklin working with the CIA. We know that part of it. We know Teddy's role. But now we also get new information that slick. They try to slide it in there that, hey, the DEA is taking pictures at Louis and Jerome's wedding. That was where your boy was from that was taking the pictures that was in the car. He was the old girl boss that got killed by Oso. So the DEA is at the wedding taking pictures in addition to whoever the dude worked for that sissy know. I don't think that they're there together. I don't think that. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I missed that. You guys let me know. So you got the DIA, the DEA, and you got the people that Sissy got doing whatever they're doing. Hide wedding, man. It's going down. For the first time this season, we get tapped back in with the people from Lil Rock. Louie put on. They doing well for themselves. We didn't know where that story was going to go. Was they going to use the drugs? Was they going to get killed? How was that going to play out? But we see that they're doing well. They went down on, what my man say, Rodeo Drive. 
showed them some niggas like them, spent some money, nice watches and earrings. Like sissy was, she was like, okay, I see y'all doing y'all thing in Arkansas. Shout out Rock City. I see y'all over here. <laughs> but this is when we start to get a whiff of something is going awry. What's up? Franklin acting weird. What's the fuck going on with Franklin? I got nervous. I didn't know what they were doing. I thought that they were going to try to go the dream route. We're not seeing none of this. This scared me because I thought what we would do is drain this out through the long whole episode. And then somebody wake up and then it'd be a dream. So I'm glad that that didn't happen. But what is happening and what is going on, like I said, Scully doses the whole party in the LSD. And I can get why some people don't like how the episode plays out from here. This is a classic TV trope. The Sopranos do does this, did this, Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul, all your great TV shows take an episode here to progress the plot without having to have too many consequences for the main characters to set up a strong ending. Now, by Scully putting the LSD in the chocolate, it puts everybody, gets them emotional, they're saying stuff, they're in this almost hallucinated state. So they get to kind of be more free. More things come out. The situations aren't as tense. The characters get to get the information out without a lot of repercussions here. That's the structural method in doing this and why they did this and they didn't just pull it out of their ass. So I appreciate the creativity by the writers here in progressing the story with this because I wouldn't have thought of this. Who would have thought that this is where we had Scully's character this late in it? I'm thinking he would have been shooting it out with Franklin, but no, he blessing the whole party with LSD. So I get it. I'm not as mad, especially on the second watch as I was the first time around. Because again, the first time around, you don't know what's going to happen at the end. You're like, what in the fuck, dude? This is this better not be a shuck. That's what you're thinking to yourself. This better not be a shuck. Anyway, I didn't think so anyway. Wanda glowed up. We saw her. Franklin ran into her. She knows something up. She stayed away from the chocolate. We know the addiction issues she's had in the past. So cool. Wanda didn't, wasn't affected. Not sure what the role was that Wanda was playing there other than Leon hollering at her later on his belly shit. I'll get into that once we get there. Gustavo was on it. You can't tell him that wasn't a hell of a wedding with the LSD. So Scully was a mastermind of this, man. Leon, for a while, has been talking about this revolutionary stuff. And it came full-fledged, again, Nas and Belly. I'm moving to Africa. I'm reading books. I wanted to hit him with the DMX quote from the couch. Books? Nigga, I'm out here running red lights, smoking weed. Reading no goddamn books. <laughs> but no, nah, man, they just the revolutionary role for Leon is it's a lot, man. And going to Africa. Maybe we get to see that play out. Maybe we don't. I just think that they're trying to build up a scenario to where we will be heartbroken if something happens to Leon. Stay tuned for that. Now, Franklin started to trip hard. He had these scenarios where you're going in and out of different situations. He's talking to himself, big dog situation with his moms. 
And while he's tripping a couple of things before we wrap and get out of here and tell you what we think about the episode and give you some predictions for next week. But the biggest thing, the big takeaways from him tripping, the conversation with his mom, the conversation with Louie, and the conversation with Teddy. With his mom, she can't understand how he has gotten to this place. Who is this monster? I didn't raise you. Franklin didn't want to hear that shit, especially while high. He was pushing that demon away. That truth, I don't want to hear that from you. He has a conversation with himself. Right? This conversation with himself, telling him the monster that he is as well. He tries to deny that, fights that off. He's he battling demons in there. V come in there and she talking to him. What if the baby die? Rob come and shoot him. Like he's dealing with it. He's going through it. And it's just a culmination. And to remind us of everything that Franklin has done throughout the series, they brought up Cornell from season two, like or one or whatever. We as a character get to look at Franklin through this lens of being a good guy. The trip showed us the bad guy, Franklin, the other guy. Not who he thinks that he is as the protagonist of this show. Like he got to play two roles and be the antagonist. Shout out to Idris. Shout out to Franklin, man. Like, what a awesome, awesome acting job by him. He absolutely bodied this episode. He was tweeting online on his socials about this. I see why he was so excited with it because this was a really, really dope performance by him. So those conversations and then the conversation with Reed broke it down with him, understood almost like a premonition of, I see what you're building against me, Reed. I know you're coming, but I'm going to get you first, motherfucker. Franklin in his bag. He high. He calling people, letting them know what's up. We'll see how that plays out because Reed didn't know how to take that. He knew something was off, but he couldn't tell what. All of those conversations we are going to get to see play out over the next two episodes to end the series up. It's been announced here recently that the next season will be the last season as we predicted. So ultimately at the wedding, what we got with the LSD trip and with Franklin having the different conversations, what we really got to see and bring along was everything's at the forefront because it's been said now. And it's been said and it got to come out without any consequences because of the LSD. Now, for the next two episodes, we get to deal with it. We get to deal with Franklin figuring out about Louie and her telling him, hey, it was, it's too late to make an offer now, my nigga. I'm, I got bigger and better dreams. So where does that take us? We got Teddy dealing with Franklin saying, hey, man, I'm going to kill you, bro, because I know you're coming for me. We got Sissy going to have to deal with whatever agency that she brought in and them blowing her, they spot up at the party. What? And still, I want to know what role Avi is going to play in all of this because I promise you he's going to play a role. Something's going to happen with him too. That's a re there has to be a reason that he's snurking his head around all season but not really doing anything. So the wedding was an awesome setup episode. First watch, no, did not like it. I'm out. Second watch, having more information, knowing what happened. I'm cool with it. It's a B, B minus. Like they've been skewing towards B all season. I feel like this is right on par with the rest of the episodes from the season, just as good as those with a different approach. I love how 
the Snowfall as an urban show got to take a different approach or trope that you see other popular shows from different genres that aren't always in ours taking the same approach and doing it successfully. So shout out to Walter Mosley who wrote this episode. It was directed by Catrell Kendrick. They did an awesome job in presenting a new way to tell stories in the black community. I love it. Shout out to them again. Episodes of B. I am Spike Lou. This has been Snow School, the official, unofficial podcast of Snowfall, the FX series. Tap in with us every week. We're going to give you the reviews, let you know what we think about the episodes, and just have general conversation about Snowfall. Appreciate you. I'm out. Yay!